Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Um, we're going to be talking about something that, you know, if you think of the Titan submersible, right, that imploded at the wreck of the Titanic earlier this summer, that opened up a lot of questions about risky travel, adventure travel, and who should pay for it when things go wrong. Now, that is an extreme form of adventure travel. The most extreme, I would say, right? Taking a tiny little homemade submersible down to the bottom of the ocean to view the Titanic. Okay, all kinds of things can go wrong and did. But there's lots of different high-risk activities that draw millions and millions of tourists each and every year. Think of, okay, some of the more extreme would be like shark diving, bungee jumping, though, scuba diving, even whitewater rafting. All of those things in one way or another make up the adventure category, which, listen to this, $367 billion last year, okay? We're talking huge money, and it's going to be just taking off. It continues to grow year after year after year. Now, if you think, well, I'm good. I got travel insurance. So if I'm out whitewater rafting and something goes wrong and I get injured, I don't have to worry. Maybe think again. You may void some of that travel insurance by doing some of these risky things. So let's find out exactly what we need to know if we're interested in doing this. We're going to speak with uh, Nanish Kotak, who is the founder of uh, Kotak Personal Injury Law. Uh, Nanish, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. This this uh, this coverage for the high risk activity. You, you think you've got it because you've got travel insurance, but it's not that simple, right? I mean, it depends on your provider, the policy, the activity. There's a lot of gray area in there, isn't there? There is. You know, obviously, you know, when you have an insurance policy, you want to look at the contract. But you know, a lot of people they when they travel, if they're going to get insurance, they'll they'll get it through their credit card, or they may get it through their you know their work plan, etc. And these, uh, quite frankly, don't cover extreme sports. You'd be surprised at the exclusions that you'll see. You know, even jet skiing often is excluded. You know, hiking in mountains, climbing in mountains, swimming with sharks. You mentioned bungee jumping. Yeah. In scuba diving beyond a certain depth, and if it's not part of a certain program, that's not covered. And if you think about it, that's where most likely your injury is going to happen, right? If you're doing those activities, you there's an increase in, in terms of the the likelihood of, of, of something going wrong. So very important, look at the policy. Now, there are um, companies out there, I think Nomad is one, there's other ones out there as well, who actually will give you insurance specifically for activities that you're going to do. They don't cost a heck of a lot more either. So it's good to go online and, you know, before you go and make sure you, you read that fine print, make sure you, you, in fact, get the coverage. And, you know, you got to look at other factors, you know, uh, pre-existing conditions. Maybe, you know, you've, you've had a surgery and you've got some pain in a surgery and you go and you re-injure. Maybe that's not covered. So you want to look at all aspects of that contract. Is there a pre-existing clause? Am I going to be covered if I injure something that, you know, I, that I already have issues with, right? Yeah. And is my specific activity going to be covered? Because you'd be surprised at how many cases, you know, we see as well where, you know what, I have this insurance. But now they're denying me because they say I, I had this, this heart issue. I was being treated within a specific time before I left, and now my hospital is not being paid. Now I won't be flown back. So 
you know, insurance is that. It's a really, it's, a, it's all about risk. Uh, you know, insurance, they, they will insure you based on an underwriting concept of risk. And guess what? When you're not covered, the risk falls right back on the person, unfortunately, who's traveling. Okay, so two things there. First of all, is the is the policy that specific? Like, will it say, you know, there's a, a thousand different activities listed that you can't do, like scuba diving past 50 feet, don't go bungee jumping, all these sorts of things? Or does it just give you sort of vague generalities that you've got to try and interpret? How specific do these policies get? They, they are. They're very specific. Okay. Just keep in mind, you know, the, the insurance company is drafting the contract. So any ambiguity in that contract will be will be worked out by a court in favor of the person who didn't write the contract, which would be the traveler, the insured person. So they are very specific. And, you know, very, you know, things that, you know, jet skiing, for example, we all go jet skiing, yeah. we go traveling. Well, what if you collide? What if you flip over? No coverage, right? Wow. If, you know, if, that, if that's an exclusion of the policy. So read, read, read the policies. Just pay a little more. Give disclosure about what activities you're doing. Pay a little more and get that extra coverage. Enjoy your vacation and have peace of mind at the same time. Now, you say you hear from people that have had some sort of encounter and found out that, hey, wow, my insurer is not going to cover this and I've got all these medical bills, so they come looking to you for help. Can you help them at that point? Is there any kind of recourse? You know what? It's some, sometimes it's difficult, right? If it, if it is a specific exclusion that was there in the contract and they did that activity and that was the cause of the injury, it's, you know, almost impossible. There are cases we've been successful on where there are denials based on a pre-existing condition. And we differentiate the condition that the person had before, they weren't being treated, and they were stable to go, and we've been successful with those claims. But the ones that are, you know, seem to be more clear-cut are, hey, we're not covering you for this activity, this activity, this activity, yeah. and the injury act actually was done. So, yeah, so, trying to deal yeah, with it after the fact, not going to work. You need to do this up front. Make sure this is part of how you plan for your trip. Absolutely. You know, just a sort of side note, you know, even with these wildfires that we're seeing out in Hawaii, listen, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you've purchased your travel insurance at the same time. That's another thing. Purchase your travel insurance when you buy your ticket. Because if something changes in your health or something changes in what's going on in that country after you've you've got your ticket, but you don't have insurance, if you try to go buy insurance afterwards, you're not going to have coverage. So make sure you plan that insurance at the same time as you're planning your actual ticket for your trips as well. Wow, a lot to think. I never even thought of that, but it, it's really good information. Uh, Nanish, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it.